Don't make it angry. Hello, we're the Curly Critics and we don't know what we're doing. Are you recording? No. Hi, I'm Die Hard. And I'm Die Harder and we're the Curly Critics. And today we're talking about the Santa Claus. Just kidding. We're talking about Die Hard. <laughs> oh, my heart just broke a lot. I was like, man, that's just Surprise! We didn't watch this movie, but we're going to talk about the Santa Claus of Tim Allen. Oh my gosh, I think I've seen it once. Oh. That's my favorite Christmas movie, Jade. Well, I mean, you just watched mine for the first time ever, so... That's true. But for real, we're going to talk about Die Hard. Yeah. And whether or not it's a Christmas movie. Also, before we keep going, welcome to our videos! Yay! Yeah, hopefully we're doing recording video. We hope it works. Yeah. We're <laughs> We've never done it before. our best. <laughs> we probably should have done a test episode before, but here we are. Ah, uh, yeah. It's fine. Now everybody gets to see how much I move in squirm. And look, I'm wearing a tank top, but it's not white. It's more like end of the movie Bruce Willis, John McClane, and sweatpants and barefoot. But we have Santa hats. Ho, ho, ho. So for anyone just listening, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. So, Jade, what's your history with this movie? Alright, so I probably watched this movie when I was like 17, 18 for the first time, and I definitely loved it. My dad was like, look, it's rated R, it's gonna have a lot of bad words in it, it's gonna have lots of blood and action and stuff, but it's gonna be cool, I promise. All the stuff he shows me is hit or miss. You know, I didn't like Caddyshack, but I love Die Hard and Back to the Future. So it's like, well, I'll try... <laughs> yeah. Caddyshack is about golfing and gophers, and it's oh. supposed to be funny. That's nice, I guess. He would disown me if he heard how I just described that, but it's true. <laughs> it's... He's not here, so... Yeah. Um, and absolutely loved it. Thought it was really cool. Um, so then we started watching either that one or the second one every year for Christmas. We just kind of go back and forth between the two whenever we get bored. And then we watched the third one in the summer because Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Obviously. Like, his name is Zeus. How could you not watch that movie? <laughs> He's so funny in that movie. He's so good. So, uh, let's see. I think it was last year we went to the 35th anniversary showing in the theaters. Like, I begged my dad for us to go, and so we as a family went, and that was my brother's first time getting to see that movie in theaters the way it was meant to be seen <laughs> and i was so pumped about it man it was so cool like everything was just blast your face off loud it was amazing so yeah my history with this movie is nothing everything <laughs> i know about die hard before yesterday was from jade and brooklyn 99 yeah so really your only two sources ever yeah so that's where we're at also knowing that Stephen amell was arguing that this was a christmas movie do you remember he tweeted that <laughs> i literally don't remember that oh i was so happy i was like literally the green arrow loves die hard oh my gosh yeah my official official statement is that it is a christmas movie and but we're gonna talk about why. But at what cost? Oh. <laughs> like, it's a Christmas movie, yeah. At first, I was like, I don't think it's really a Christmas movie. It only takes place at Christmas, and it's like, 
the begin at the beginning i was like this is not a christmas movie it's just convenient that it happens on christmas eve yeah but then they like kept making mentions of it throughout the movie that i was like okay fine yeah but it's just so depressing as a christmas movie it's rated r this guy's having the worst day of his life like all of these people are having the worst christmas that they're ever gonna have so i'm like congratulations you can call it a christmas movie but but why what do you gain from this (laughs) i think i think this movie single-handedly makes up for every single hallmark movie wives will make their husbands watch can you argue with that okay i think there's a flaw in your premise because i like hallmark movies and so does my mom and so does my dad (laughs) okay your dad is one of few i will tell you because my dad (laughs) hates stuff like that i like hallmark movies too some of them some of them really are just garbage and i'm like okay i just wasted two hours of my life this was horrible but you know like the guys who are like i will watch this for my wife and then like a week later he's like hey wife watch die hard with me and she's like no i don't want to and before she finishes her sentence he goes but you made me watch 16 hallmark movies and she's like you're right (laughs) yeah i guess that's like the one movie because all the other movies like if you really think about it they're all pretty cheesy and girly i mean masculinity is a lie anyway well, yeah, but if we're going off of... <laughs> oh my gosh, I just... Anyways. Starting off the podcast strong. Oh boy, Die Hard and Feminism. I just don't like action movies. And see, that's... I don't understand how they're entertaining. That's the thing, I like action movies, and everyone else who likes action movies likes that movie because it's a good action movie compared to most. Yeah, that's. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of them, so I can't argue yeah. against. I'm just like, ugh. I'm pretty indifferent about it. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts because of the, that's the point of this. Yes, but. I am pretty indifferent. That's fair. That It's a fair point. I'll give it to you. I just like it because it's a nice bonding thing with my dad because he was like, oh, yeah, son, I've never had except I have a little brother. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Oh, I watch college brother. football with him and go to football games and watch Die Hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty bored in this movie for, like, the first hour. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very slow start. I was bored, too, the first time I watched it. I was like, okay, is this going anywhere? My biggest complaint is that I have no reason to care about any of the characters in the movie. Yeah. Like, they all show up. I don't really know most of their names until halfway through the movie. And then it becomes super important for the plot, which doesn't make any sense. But, like, John McClane shows up on the screen, and we know nothing about this guy except that he's a terrible husband. And a cop. And a cop. That's all we know about him. And then suddenly, he's, like, very dramatically... Like, I wrote down that while we were watching it, I was like, there's the stakes do not seem as high as Bruce Willis is acting like they are. Yes. Like, I understand that they're like a hostage situation going on, but he's being so dramatic. I also think part of that is him being by himself. Yeah. Like he's being dramatic, but I always think, like, well, if I were in that situation, I'd probably be tripping, too, and I wouldn't be doing as well. 
I just like shut down. He was just like, OMG, but with bad words. He just, yeah, he just shows up. I don't even remember what happens first. He's like sweating and then like he pulls off like six F words in a row. Yeah. And I'm like, sir, please calm down. Yeah, I personally thought most of the bad words were done with taste, but... I mean, it's like The Martian, where, like, in the first sentence of The Martian is the F word, and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it, because the man's literally trapped on Mars. Yeah. That's how I felt about those. I was like, okay, you can curse all you want. You're, like, literally going against a hostage situation. Yeah, but also he's going against, like, 12 people with detonators and bombs and a bunch of machine guns and stuff but then from that point on he just got more and more annoying yeah he's such an arrogant little prick the whole movie oh my gosh and like the annoying thing is is that he's super arrogant and annoying but he's right so let me play devil's advocate for a couple seconds <laughs> wouldn't you say spider-man's character is also written that way don't pull spider-man into this OMG. leave peter parker alone omg small knives my weakness okay the difference is okay spider-man has character development okay <laughs> I'm like just saying like if you want to pull andrew garfield spider-man into this we saw him at school, and, like, that's who he is, and then he puts on the suit, and he's, like, a different person. Yeah. This is just, like, John McClane shows up, we know nothing about him, and then he just is, like, being a jerk to everybody, including the police. And there's no other side of him that we see. Yeah. It's just, like, that's who he is. Yeah. With Spider-Man, we at least know that he's not like that all the time. He's just, like, being witty and sarcastic with the bad guys. Yeah. We have a reason to believe that Spider-Man is the hero. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you do see he has a family and he's like, Oh, my wife, she changed her name. Sad. But that's not much. Right. That's just like things that have happened to him and nothing about his own character. Right. Especially because as we find out that like, he is separated from his family because he ha wanted to stay in New York. Yeah. He wasn't supportive of his wife, so that's why his family was separated. And so it's just, like, all these things that, like, I guess are supposed to make you feel bad for him are his fault. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, one thing about Bruce Willis's acting, he wasn't supposed to be the original John McClane, but nobody else wanted to do it because they thought the movie would tank. Um, classic i love it when that happens when people don't want to do it and then the movie makes so much money <laughs> yeah but he was just on a tv show i think it was called moonlighting and so he was doing this show and they were like oh so you're you're just on tv you've never done a movie before and it wasn't a very actiony tv show and so they were like are, are you sure you want to choose this guy? And someone really advocated for him and was like, no, we have to have him and we have to have Alan Rickman. And I was like, well, <laughs> yes. So that could be why it's so dramatic in how he does things, but I can't imagine anyone else in that role either. Yeah, the thing about my opinion is that I've seen like two action movies in my whole life and one of them was yesterday what was the other one i can't think of it so it might be the only one. Oh, <laughs> carrie oh i was just trying to make myself look better <laughs> that makes me sad i mean if you already don't like them because most of them are like this so yeah i mean i've seen all of the marvel movies <laughs> see and i was thinking about that that's I would categorize that as superhero action because that's yeah. not the same. We talked about it after that you think that I would like spy movies better. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like this specific 
action movie. I was also spending the first 45 minutes of this movie waiting for it to be problematic. What do you mean? A, like, racist, uh, misogynist. Um, yeah. They and also- it was a little bit. Yeah. But also, I just am like, that's all right, because it was filmed in the 80s. 90s. Like, I think it was pretty mild for movies in the 80s. The 90s. It was 88. It was 88? Really? Yes, I looked it up yesterday. Oh, no, you're right. Shoot, dude. <laughs> Don't go against me and my memory. Oh, yeah, you're the one who knows all the dates. I remember. <laughs> oh, they're not going to get that joke until later. Hey, remember this joke for later. <laughs> We're recording out of order, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they also kind of made fun of it, too. Whenever the one sleazy guy was being that way towards John McClane's wife, she was like, oh, yeah, don't you have somewhere to be? Like, go away. Yeah. So, like, after I got through the first, like, 30, 45 minutes where I was like, okay, this movie isn't that problematic... Then I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) Yeah. There were also two black characters that were the best characters in the whole movie, by far. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen. No, I'm not arguing with you. I was just, there are three black characters in the movie, so I was confused. Who was the other one? The coding guy, the limo driver, and the police officer. The police officer. Ah, man. He even comes you up forgot in- the police officer? He even comes up in a later movie. That's what's upsetting. He's like the second most important character in the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. When he was in the limo with Argyle, I got so annoyed because he said Argyle's name at the end of every single sentence. Yeah, I've had people in my job do that too. Like... They just say it repeatedly, and I'm like, this is weird. No one says my name. No one cares. I'm just an object to them. Like, we get what his name is. He's not even, like, and Argyle's not even that important character for the rest of the movie. So knowing his name means nothing to us. Yeah. Except for the, like, one line where he's like, I hope that Argyle heard the shots and is calling the police. Like, that's the only time when it would have been like, oh, I wonder what Ar- who Argyle is. Yeah. But then we would just, and then it cuts to him in the limo, so we would have known who he was, even if they didn't emphasize his name 10 million times. Yeah. So that was annoying. (laughs) But, little things. So, now we're going to argue why it's a Christmas movie, and why every year I have to fight people because they're like, no, it's not. No, you're ridiculous. What's wrong with you? (sighs) Okay. I was making a mental list all week before we even watched the movie. I was like, here are all the reasons why Die Hard's a Christmas movie. First of all, there is at least three Christmas songs in it. There are Christmas trees everywhere. They emphasize that it's Christmas all the time, just like you said. There's a romantic relationship, which every Christmas movie's got at some point. Even Home Alone. I mean, come on. it's The, the parents are kind of in love, at least. Not with their child, but... <laughs> that made me mad, just thinking about it. I haven't seen Home Alone in so long. It's so... That's a problematic movie. Let me tell you. They just hate their own kid. Oh my gosh. Um, I had some other notes as to why it was a Christmas movie. Like, the Christmas rap where they're in the limo is one of the best Christmas songs. Like, it's such a freaking bop. If you look at the words to that, it's so genius. I'm like, why isn't this more popular? I'm looking up what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. Basically, this article has no idea. (laughs) Perfect. Like, 
some people would argue, oh, it has to have some kind of fantastical idea, like Santa or the Grinch or Rudolph or whatever. They have Santa hats, but not every movie's like that. Again, Home Alone. The Santa Claus, not really. He's kind of a fantastical creature, but he's mostly just a normal dude. Yeah. Doesn't Home Alone just take place around Christmas? Yeah. that's. I haven't seen it in, like, five years. Because what I'm thinking is that Die Hard is as much of a Christmas movie as Home Alone is. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought the same thing, man. Yeah, the article I just read was like, yeah, there's no way to define what a Christmas movie is, but <laughs> but they like they think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. They were saying that could the Die Hard movie like the setting work if it wasn't at Christmas time? Like yes, but it's like heightened and improved by the fact that it takes place at Christmas time. Yeah, like the fact when he sends the guy down the elevator and he writes on his jacket ho ho ho, like that's part of the genius of it. Yeah. I just think we're in agreement. It's a Christmas movie, and you can fight us if you want, but... That, that was the first thing Carrie said when she watched this movie, and we finished this movie, she goes, that was one of the most depressing Christmas movies I've ever seen, and I go, well, at least it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'll take that as a win. <laughs> we were planning these Christmas movies for this podcast, and I was like, okay, we're going to do Die Hard on November 30th. So that people, if people want to fight that it's not a Christmas movie, they can, because it's not technically December yet. But also, we have to watch it because it's Jade's favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, she did there that just been, for me. There would be no version of this list that didn't include Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's our first video and everything. Like, that's so good. So happy. So, what are your favorite parts of this movie? Okay. I don't know if you noticed this. It's so good. We watch this movie together, and usually we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we've only done that for a couple things, but for the Christmas movies, it just feels right, you know? Like, yeah. We just, like, popcorn, hot chocolate... We should have made that yesterday, and I didn't think about it, and I'm so upset now. Um, next time. Next time. <laughs> yep. Um, I need to get popcorn. I think we're out. Okay. Well, we have popcorn. It's not important. <laughs> Perfect. It's fine. So, you know how, obviously, obviously you know this, Darth Vader's theme song always comes on when he walks into the room. You're like, yes, I what? know exactly what's about to happen. Darth Vader has a theme song? Oh. <laughs> ah. I say that as I glance over at my Christmas tree that has multiple Star Wars ornaments on it. Yeah, one of my brothers is Darth Vader, so... Just bought a Spider-Man ornament today. Aww. We stand Peter Parker. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. My brother's actually watching the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man right now. That's what's funny about us continuously bringing it up. I watched the second Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, like, last week. Okay. Because I love him so much. Anyways. <laughs> Darth Vader's Bruce theme. Willis who? <laughs> you have that idea, right? So, in this movie, they did that, but with Ode to Joy. And I don't know if you caught that. But I didn't. Every time something villainous would happen or was about to happen, it would do some theme or variation of Ode to Joy, which is da na 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 And that is such a huge thing in all of the movies. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's it's so good. Oh I, yeah, I didn't notice that, but I also never noticed music things on the first try. Yeah, that's except weird. for that one thing in the Harry Potter movie. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. I really liked Yippee Kaye, Mother Effers. 
That's everyone's favorite thing. Don't worry. There were a few moments that I laughed out loud. And that was, that was one of them. Like the only one. No, yeah, there I, was one other one. I just. Yeah. It might have been when Han said Yippie Kaye. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I it just kills me. It's so funny. Like, that's. I say that to my dad all the time. I'm like, Yippie Kaye, mother hacker. <laughs> Um, let's see. I also like the scene at the end where he hugged Al, the police officer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, aw. So That's so sweet. <laughs> the whole, like, after we watched this movie and I went home, I just kept thinking about Toy Nups from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because oh he, like, gets a Nakatomi pa- Palace wedding cake. Oh my god. While they're like planning their wedding and they call them toy nups the whole time. Oh and like gosh. he like she like brings out the cake and he's like, These are toy nups. And so I just kept thinking about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is I I looked up some trivia because I wanted to make sure I was right about Ode to Joy. And so Hans Gruber even hums it at one point in the movie while he's on the elevator with Mr. Takagi, which now every time I watch the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, he's humming it. That's so funny. So the (laughs) film composer, at first thought it was a sacrilege to use Beethoven in an action movie, telling the director, I will make mincemeat out of Wagner or Strauss for you, but why Beethoven? McTiernan? The director replied that Ode to Joy had been the theme of the ultraviolence in A Clockwork Orange. Ah! It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I thought was... of something to say, but it's a critique, so I'm going to hold it until I ask the next question. <laughs> okay. This was Alan Rickman's first film role. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. That's the next thing. Holy crap. This is the thing about watching old movies. That you can say something like, this is his first movie, and my brain can't comprehend that because he's Alan Rickman. Yeah. And he's like, 30. Or, yeah. I don't know. He's like 30. Like, if you, like, told me that Daniel Radcliffe's first movie was Harry Potter, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Even if you said Alan Rickman's first movie was Die Hard, it'd be like, er, yes, that's the right thing. I meant Harry Potter. It's fine. I didn't realize this. The cinematographer got trapped in an elevator while making Die Hard. And so that gave them the inspiration for the opening scene of Speed, which is where a bunch of people get trapped in an elevator. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's another action movie that I really like that you'd probably hate. So. A bunch of people trapped in an elevator sounds like the premise of a farce play. Yeah. It's not great. What are... Oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. What are your critiques of this movie? Um... I mean, most of them you've pointed out. Uh... I don't know if I honestly have any others. It's not that I think it's the best movie in the world. I don't like all the cursing, but again, I thought it was out of good taste. It was realistic. I feel like if anyone were in that situation, yeah, they'd probably be saying a lot of things that a child would not be allowed to say. Yeah. I just thought about how Alan Rickman was supposed to be German, but he sounded exactly the same as he does in Harry Potter. Yeah, he tried for, like, a line or two, and was like... Oh, yeah, his voice yeah. is just very unique. Yeah. And so I, like, 
I was like, I guess he's trying to be German, but also if you told me this was Snape, I would be convinced. Yeah, Snape with a goatee. Yeah, we looked up pictures of Snape with a goatee afterwards. <laughs> it was horrific. I was trying to think if there's any in the thing. Yeah, I just pretty indifferent to it. <laughs> it is what it is. I feel the same way about John Wick. Like, I personally don't think there's any plot to that movie. Apparently everyone's like, oh, but they killed his dog. I'm like, yeah, and that gives him the right to go be an assassin murderer to, like, a hundred people for no reason. Okay. I love Keanu Reeves as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong. But I don't... Like, the action in that movie is fine. It just didn't keep me interested. Apparently it does get better. We'll see. The Hans falling out of the window reminded me of something, but I can't tell you what it reminds me of. So hopefully people listening will know what I'm talking about. Oh, well. It's from Harry Potter. We just haven't gotten there yet. I feel like I can make an inference, but... No. Don't think about it. (laughs) I was thinking about it earlier, and I was, like, thinking about this scene and how they, like, look the same to me, and I was like, Brian, I really hope Jade doesn't figure this out before she gets to it. Well, if I didn't on my own, I did just now, so... (laughs) This is fine. I just really want you to experience the Harry Potter movies as spoiler-free as possible. Yeah, no, I think I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Like, I'm not allowed on Pinterest anymore. Or TikTok. I don't have one. I just get the filtered ones you send me. Yes, for the viewers, we're recording this after we've recorded the first three Harry Potter books and movies. And that's as far as we've gotten so far. (laughs) Yeah, it's taken us like six months. That's why we're filming them out of orders, because we want to post all of the Harry Potter movies, like all the Harry Potter content at the same time, because it's taking us a bit to get through them all, because we have other responsibilities that aren't reading Harry Potter in a week. (laughs) Yeah, so... Catch us in, like, spring as we have a new Harry Potter series. We're going to plug our own stuff right in the middle of our Die Hard episode. Merry (laughs) Christmas, everybody. Yeah. I mentioned this to you yesterday, but I'm going to say it for the listeners. Yeah. I have a really hard time watching Hallmark movies. Hold on. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's hard, hard, man. (laughs) I'm just saying, like... I have a really hard time watching action movies. And even, like... The the two two of your movies, too, For sure. Yeah. But, like, movies like that, without thinking about the psychological consequences of the stuff that's happening. And so that's why I called it depressing. Is because I just think about the, like psychological aftermath of all the hostages of like seeing multiple people die before your eyes and then of like john mcclain having killed multiple people and and just at least we get to see the after effects with john mcclain in the other movies like it comes up a lot and everyone's like oh you've been blacklisted you're not allowed anywhere because you ruin everything you touch right they kind of make a joke out of it and so it's funny but like yeah that's what i like liked about iron man 3 probably the yeah. only thing i liked about iron man 3 that's is that they, exactly like, what i was thinking about when you were like the psychological like, effects i'm like you mean iron man 3 where right just they like, like talked about the fact that he almost died in like yeah, he has PTSD now. Yeah. And even in the, like, newest Spider-Man movie, like, P- 
Peter's not having a good time. No, he's like, like, this sucks. And everyone's like, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. And so I appreciate movies that recognize the fact that things that people go through are not okay. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, they mention it in the other movies, but I'm never going to see the other diehards, probably. <laughs> I would recommend three just because Samuel L. Jackson's funny, but you can skip two. It's not that great. I didn't like it the first time I watched it because it was kind of hard to follow the villain's plot as to why they were doing what they were doing. And I was like, okay, that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> so... And they do a bit more character development in that one. But there's a lot of development and, like, talk about racial stuff and all this other stuff. And it's just really funny. And watching Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson run around New York trying to solve a bunch of puzzles because a terrorist is insane. That's kind of fun. It was a good time. <laughs> Um, was there any other trivia that I thought was interesting? Let's see as I read it right now. Oh my gosh, another scene that was improvised was when McLean met Hans for the first time. Um, that scene was hilarious. I really did like that scene. Once they realized that Rickman could do passable American accent, they were off to the races. The scene led Hans to realize that McLean's barefoot and they should shoot the glass. That scene is what led Terry Gilliam casting Willis in 12 Monkeys. Some other thing, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. I forgot to say this at the beginning and I definitely thought about saying it but now I have to find the information. Please hold. <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza is actually Fox Plaza. Like, it's an actual building, just by the way. There's a whole Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode about it. Oh. They're, like, in... in wherever, LA, for some reason. And then the Jake sees it, and he's like, we have to go. We have to see it. And so they, like, go to, the, like, the third floor, or, like, whatever floor. They're, like construction stuff was on and die hard and he's like wow this is amazing and then they get themselves locked in and then they have to like cross country back to new york oh my god because they missed their flight okay i was gonna say this movie came out july 15th 1988 it had a budget of 25 to 35 million dollars and it made 140 million dollars in the box office so it came out in july it's a Christmas movie, and 20th Century Fox says it's the greatest Christmas story ever told. <sighs> I see why yeah. it's problematic. No, but, like, I I don't think, like, Miracle on 4th Street or 34th Street or wherever that movie is came out at Christmas time. A lot, like... <sighs> I don't think White Christmas came out at Christmas time. Yeah, so I think that's a nah, negligent point. Yeah. Yeah, White Christmas came out in October. Well, I don't feel that bad. I mean, you would want it to be out so people could watch it at Christmas. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, what do you think the Rotten Tomato score is for this movie okay wait before before we okay. do that this is very important you need to know in the edited for tv version john mcclain's famous line was changed to yippee kaye melon farmer <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's enough i love that. that that's enough that's truly amazing that's the best piece of trivia we could ever have possibly wanted okay so what do i think the rotten tomato score is the critic score and the audience score okay so critic score i'll say 76 audience score 
85. Okay, I was going to say critic score 80, and then audience score like 88. You're probably closer. Oh. The critic score is 94, and the audience score is also 94. Ah! Yes! Yes! I knew that the audience score was going to be really high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ask anybody. Yeah. Because, like, everybody knows the Die Hard, if, whether or not they've seen it. And, like, people who have seen it love it. Besides one person. Like, I've never met somebody who's talking about Die Hard who's been like, oh, I actually hate that movie. <laughs> well, if you hate the movie, you probably don't talk about it that much. Yeah. So. That's, that's a good point. Also, who else do you know that talks about that movie besides me? The internet. The internet. You're right. Stephen Mell. <laughs> but you don't even remember that happening. He said it in Arrow and he's like, oh yeah, that's actually real. I love Die Hard. Jay, half of Arrow is just blocked from my memory. I had to remove <laughs> it to make room for other things. <laughs> other better things. You're like the Clone right. Wars. Star Wars just expanded and occupied all of the DC TV show space. Flash who? <laughs> Flash oh, I only season know. one was still very good. Yeah. Unimportant. <laughs> only have room for Ahsoka and Fives. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. So. <laughs> We're fine. It's fine. Now I'm sad. <laughs> What do you rank this movie? Every time you ask me this, and every time, I'm like... I have a score. I've had a score picked out since yesterday, Jade. Well, I'm sure it's like two, so yeah, that would be easy to pick, wouldn't it? <laughs> Gosh. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Wow, what a surprise. I'm making an ugly face at you because you're mean to me. I didn't see it. I was typing. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. Oh my gosh. Because I'm largely indifferent. Melon farmer. You're a melon farmer. <laughs> That's honestly the best thing and I didn't even know that. Do you want to know some of the other people who tried out for John McLean? Obviously. Richard Gere, Sylvester Stallone, your boy Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Clint Eastwood, Robert De Niro, some other people. Yeah, some other people that we don't know, unfortunately. Sorry, everyone who actually cares. <laughs> so, your eight and my five gives it a six. <laughs> Your eight and my five makes it a two because I hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I gave it right in the middle. Okay, that's fair. That's if I hated it, it would be like a two or a one. Yeah, that's what I would. But give... it's a solid three out of five. That's what I would give Caddyshack. Five out of ten. That's what I would give Cats. Oh, oh! Why'd you have to get that? ugly piece of crap in this podcast <laughs> i meant cat's musical not the cat's movie because i would never see that oh well even so don't do yeah. that so this is our first christmas episode merry christmas melon farmers and it actually got cold outside yeah like one day this week Two days ago, it was like 80 degrees, and I was like, it doesn't even feel like Christmas. This is so upsetting. Yeah. And then yesterday, it was cold. It was freezing. And I was driving home from Jade's house, and I was like, wow, it actually feels like Christmas now. Amazing. Um, and then tomorrow, it's going to be like 105. Yeah. Because we live in Texas. Our next movie is White Christmas. 
Oh, I didn't, I didn't know what our next movie was. <laughs> it's a surprise for everyone! I just made an executive decision that we're watching Right Christmas next. I don't... Honestly, I don't even know if I've seen that. I saw it for the first time like two years ago. <laughs> so don't at me. <laughs> it's my mom's favorite Christmas movie. That's nice. That's sweet. Besides Hallmark movies. Yeah, if I had to pick... Okay, everyone, listen up. This is important. If I had to pick a Christmas movie where you're like, no F-words, children (laughs) can watch this. Like, besides the Peanuts, because those are just classic. The music's incredible. Everything's incredible about it. They're kind of sad. Charlie Brown makes me sad, but like, eh. I love Linus. He's fun. He has a blanket. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but if I had to choose a movie, it'd probably be The Holiday. Like, that's just a stellar Christmas movie. Which I have not seen that one either. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You didn't watch The Holiday? No. That's why we're watching it. For this. I could have sworn because I made such a big deal about it that you watched it. No, you made such a big deal about it, and then you're like, it's on Amazon, go watch it. Like, Amazon Prime. And then when I went to watch it, they had taken it off Amazon Prime, and so then I never watched it. Oh. My. Gosh. Oh. (laughs) You're gonna have to edit me screaming. Oh my gosh. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> We're literally is, gonna watch it in like two weeks. This is—I'm more upset than when you didn't like Die Hard. I don't know I what think, to do anymore. Did you win in knowing <laughs> I wasn't gonna like Die Hard, so it wasn't a surprise? No, I didn't. I honestly thought like maybe I had maybe hope. <laughs> I had hope. I was like maybe she won't like some parts of it, but it'll be okay. I did but... like some parts of it. <laughs> I think John McClane's really witty. Literally, just like, kind of an idiot. Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, and Cameron Diaz, and John Krasinski, all in a movie about Christmas together. I know the movie, Jade. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> I got it for two dollars at half price books. What is your excuse? We're gonna watch it. That's my excuse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone, Carrie is Alan Rickman, and I am John McLean. Honestly, I'm okay with being Alan Rickman. He's pretty amazing. He is amazing. That's why when I made you Alan Rickman in one of the pictures we took yesterday, I hoped you wouldn't be mad about it. Also, we (laughs) took those pictures before I saw it. Yeah, so listen, we took some pictures, like promo pictures, for what we were going to do, and I asked my little brother, because he had seen Die Hard, hey, how do we pose for a Die Hard picture? And so I had this bright idea, and you guys will see this later, but (laughs) of me pretending like I was shooting Carrie, and I told Carrie, hey... Pretend like you're falling. Like, look like you're falling. And, uh... Now you get it. I don't feel bad because Alan Rickman's nice. And I... (laughs) Honestly, like... We all love him. He's fantastic. Alan Rickman is one of those people that's just incredibly successful. But I can only tell you two movies that he's been in. (laughs) I mean, technically, like nine but i mean yeah and those movies are die hard and the harry potter movies yeah and that's okay like you were alice through the looking glass oh i wouldn't i hated the first one it was creepy oh he was also in the first one oh oh he was in sweeney todd that makes sense he was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, he's in Love Actually. <laughs> Which I also haven't seen. I'm so confused. Obviously. <laughs> like, I've seen some of these. 
And I don't remember this man. He was probably just a minor character. I'm just reading his IMDb, not like how prominent of a role he was in. He was in Sense and Sensibility. He's got range. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you could just like watch him in Shakespeare, that'd be amazing. Like Benedict Cumberbatch in Shakespeare. David Tennant in Shakespeare. Yeah. It just takes you to a whole new level as a human being. I just love watching famous English people do Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But his voice is just so <sighs> great. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, next movie we're doing is White Christmas. Because Jade made me watch an action movie, so now I make her watch a musical. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be tortured by a musical, honestly. Not oh, like we no. like musicals here. I'm so upset we're watching a musical. Oh no. Alright. <laughs> this is our Christmas extravaganza. No. Season. Mm -mm. Why don't we ever come up with names for our themes before we do them? <laughs> Christmas with the Curly Critics. Three C's, melon farmers. Welcome to C Cubed. Ho, ho, ho. Ho Cubed. No. <laughs> C Cubed. Ho, 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 melon farmers. Well, if you were gonna do that, you'd have to say yippee ki because... Welcome to episode one of C Cubed. Ho ho ho. Yippee Kaye, mother melon farmers. <laughs> <laughs> that was about to be really bad. We're just gonna cut all this out and say Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. Send us emails at curlycriticspod at gmail.com. And if you're watching, hi. If you're listening, also hi. Oh. But you can't see us waving. <laughs> yeah, making ugly faces at each other, wearing Santa hats like cute little friends. My Santa hat is my dad's Santa hat, and it's very large. I need a bigger one. Mine's so it small. It just fully covers my face. <laughs> this is the content we all aspired to have. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. See you next week. Bye.